Hey everyone, this is Adam, the referee from Two Past Midnight. Real quick, I wanted to say thank you to everyone that's been listening so far. Next thing I wanted to touch on, uh, at the end of last week's episode, we had a cutaway scene to, uh, well, you know, spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, why are you listening to this one? Go back and listen to that one, then come back and listen to this one. But anyway, uh, we had a cutaway scene where uh, Lieutenant Kim gets killed by a grenade. The reason why I decided to do that was because twofold. One, I wanted to be able to cut away to different groups. And so you're going to see a little bit more of that coming in the next few episodes. And I had kind of had to set the stage for that. The other reason is because my brother Jeremiah, his wife, well, at this point now, just had a baby. And so I was planning ahead for that eventuality when he wouldn't be able to make it to sessions and recording and wanted to be able to, you know, play it by ear and move around a little bit so that we could still produce content even if he couldn't make it. So that explains that reason. Also, Brian's wife uh, is having a baby in October or November, somewhere around there. So I also wanted to set the stage for that. So you may in the future see a little bit more jumping from story to story for that reason. And like I said, it's twofold. It's one because of real life reasons, just like any gaming group. And also because it's a big world and there's a lot of different stories I want to be able to tell. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. There's some pretty cool stuff we've already recorded so far. And uh, I hope you all like it. Also, if you would, you can check out our Patreon. We have some cool things coming, finishing up the editing on Cyborg, so those should be releasing soon. We have some cool stuff coming for our patrons pretty soon in the future, so that'll probably be announced on social media. Speaking of which, if you're not following us on Facebook, you can find us on Facebook, Dork Day Afternoon. You can find us on Twitter, Dork Day Podcast. Our Patreon is Dork Day Afternoon. So if you would, help support us. Uh, we have some big things that we're trying to move into, and uh, we really want to expand this and make it into something something really cool. So thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy episode 60, which, as of this recording, I have yet to name. So welcome to episode 60, title to be determined. Previously, on Two Past Midnight, all of a sudden, that smog even starts to, like clear and the sky looks fucking blue you all heal one point of stress it's a it's a wonderful wonderful morning gentlemen let's uh let's as you say seize the day the woman that you had pulled off of the cross starts to come to what is your name major gibson major gibson he's nice to meet you you see a bunch of people, and they all have their guns pointed out, and you see that one of them has an RPG pointed right at the truck. going to open we see anderson his back up against this house that's uh it's been beat up it's, it's old it's derelict it looks like it's been weathered and you know it has bullet holes in it things like that but we see him with his back up against it just <sighs> like 
like he just got done running, right? And just it's close up of his face, and we just see. And then we see Butler come around the corner behind him, and he sees Anderson there. Anderson, Anderson, you okay? Where's LT? Everything's fine. I think I'm having another one of those little panic attacks I've been having lately. Where's LT? Just, uh, I think the next house. All right, I'll go see if I can find him. As you start to round the corner, you see uh, Keanu headed your way. He's booking it. Keanu, what's your situation? Where's LT? <laughs> LT's gone, man. LT's gone. He, uh, uh, he's, he's all over the battlefield back there. We gotta go, man. We gotta go. What are you talking about? What do you mean he's gone? There was a grenade. He, <clears throat> he took all of it. We gotta go, man. We're outnumbered here and we don't have a tank. We gotta go. Oh, for fuck's sake. In the background, you hear a whistle. You hear... See if we can fall back and find some cover. You guys are on the edge of this town, and it, it had been pretty much blown to shit for the most part. Like, where you guys encountered it was that that gunfight wasn't very far in. It was a few blocks into the town. But you guys have since evacuated back out the way you came in just you know in reverse and uh but everything you saw in there was all fucking blown to shit and ruins for the most part we need to find a defensible position at least no we just gotta go man we gotta go there's nothing here for us we need to go man go where as far and fast away from here as we can. We need to assess the situation and then find out what, what we can do. Sergeant, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, let's get out of here. I don't care what direction. Oh, let's go away from the fire. If they're over there, let's go this way. We've I, I can't do this. Yeah. And, like what you'd encountered and like the fire that came from there, it was probably about maybe a squad or a squad and a half worth. So it was right around a dozen people or plus. So let's just head towards the woods. We can lose them. They're probably not even going to follow us. I think they're just trying to defend. We stumbled into their area. I mean, we've got no chance here. Let's double time to the woods and then and then try to try to hunker down and see if they follow. Yeah, Keanu's just gonna keep moving beyond these guys and just go for the, the woods. Okay. Jed takes like they both kinda run that way and I, I stop for yet another second with my back kinda still up on the back of the building and just <sighs> take a couple of breaths to try to compose myself and then I take off after him about 20 20 yards behind 
and we see their feet running on the ground. We can hear heartbeats going off. And you guys make it to the tree line. What is your plan? Who has the... Why don't we do this? Why don't you guys all roll recon? But give yourself a plus... One. For the terrain. Actually, everyone doesn't have to. Only one person has to. Who has lowest recon? I am a C and a D. And with the plus one, made it a C and a C. If you're giving me a, if you're giving me a plus one, it would be a D and a D. <laughs> you have the lowest recon. I have an A and a nothing, but with the plus one, an A and a D. And I got no successes and a fail. A one. Well, the only one who has to roll is actually Keanu. And I got a, I got a single success. On two D6s. Because I forgot that the only person that has to roll is the person with the lowest one. Just like in the normal recon for looking for people, it's oh, just yeah, the highest you, one. Yeah, if you uh, yeah. find the, the worst person, you found the people. Yeah. So you guys run to the tree line. You guys all kind of like find places to hide. You can find like a place underneath like a, a, a fallen over tree uh, in, a, in a rut. Like kind of uh, one of you is like covering yourself with leaves. Hey, you know what? You guys described to me what it looks like you guys trying to hide and hunker down. There's a fallen over tree, so it's kind of, (laughs) the top of it's about a foot and a half off the ground, and the bottom of it's on the ground, and I kind of try to wedge myself kind of almost under and behind it. Chris? Butler double times into the trees, or into the woods, and then hits the ground behind a, like, a little copse of trees where he can like be between two trees looking through them to see if we're being followed. Keanu. Keanu uh, comes across a little bit of a, a, a crick bed. It's, it's just about dry, but it's got the, the wet mud in it. And he just, he just dives into it and kind of just kind of wiggles his way down in to try and basically cover himself with mud as much as he can. I'm not posted up really even looking at anything. I'm literally flat on my back with my rifle just on on my chest just not just laying there trying to be as still as possible. Mm-hmm. So Butler, you're peeking out from around this tree or between these trees and you see more than just a squad or so. You see about 20 Soviet soldiers coming across and they're they're spread out right in like a wedge formation right like they're patrolling across the field towards the tree line like they're policing brass but instead they're policing us yep we got rifles up you know they're not obviously looking through the sights but they're you know looking just over the sights and like scanning as they're going they're moving pretty slowly. They're not like running. Anderson, you need to get a you need to get a hold of yourself. Calm down. We we will get out of here. Oh. 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 Oh, okay. They're about 30 meters out now. 
All right, guys. On three. Let's get the hell out of here. Just bolt. Was this? We'd be going northeast, right? Mm, sure. Well, northwest probably, but okay. yeah. Okay, guys. Oh, no, no, northeast. Yeah, you're right. Northeast. Yeah. At the count of three, on me. Let's just double time northeast as far as we can go. These guys are just walking. Look, looks like they're just looking for us. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Tip of the hat. One, two, three. On me, go. Keanu uh, stands and books it. He starts, basically just jumps up out of the mud and takes off running. Same thing with uh, Anderson. He's just a, takes a deep breath, stiffly gets up and takes off. You want to know what's funny about this before I go any further? They failed their recon roll. So. <laughs> At that time, they had not seen it. <laughs> so there's that. And we cut away. Back over to the main group. With Murphy, Mr. Jankowski, Gordon, Emmett, Harrison driving the truck and you came up with that group and a warning shot had been fired and there's an RPG pointed directly at you what do you do Harrison I believe these men are for real they very much would like our attention obviously Harrison jacks on the brakes and puts his hands in the air above the steering wheel Mm-hmm. The, this shit again, Mr. Stan? Oh, they, they, they gonna have people everywhere. Maybe, maybe, oh, shit. Captain Emmett, I believe we should talk to them. Uh, yeah, I would say talking is our best option at this point. I mean, we we don't I'm, we don't have the fuel to barter with them this time around. Talking to uh, who? Who are? Oh, shit! And just puts his hands up. Yeah, and you see, like I said, 12 Soviet soldiers, about half on the north side of the road, half on the south side of the road. One of them has an RPG. And the other one that was a little bit closer to the road had, like, fired off a round as a warning shot. And you hear a man, the man who fired off the warning shot says, first in Polish, he says, everyone out of the truck. Then he says it, in English. Everyone out of the truck. They've all got the rifles trained right at you. And the machine guns. And the RPG. Would you like me to speak with him, Captain Nimit? Yeah, you 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 best ought to get out with me here. Um Emmett's gonna climb out of the back, hands up, uh and best he can, he's gonna basically Alright, alright, we're all getting out of the truck. Everybody get out of the truck. Uh, we, we, we've got a wounded in the, in, in the bed. She, she's not going to be able to get out. She can't walk. So, so a couple of the ones from the back on the flank kind of like circle around on the back of the truck and have guns pointed at the back of the truck. Also, they did a full envelopment. Well, that just seems like a good way to shoot your buddy. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not if you have Overwatch on a hex. Bullets to go past hexes. They do. <laughs> Not rules is written. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Rules is written, but they are. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. They're not shooting over to each other's hexes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I know. That's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Murph gets out of the truck, has his hands in the air, like, haphazardly, and he's just staring at the ground. So does he have his hands in the air, like, he just doesn't care? He just care? don't care? That's where I was going. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yep. Gordon kind of rolls out, jumps out, and... He also in Polish uh, just kind of goes, no need for this. This is all unnecessary. All completely unnecessary. Where are you headed? We are going to Krakow. We hear free city there. Yeah. He's uh, from my village. There was father. There was priest that was coming with people from my village to, to seek refuge in Krakow. We are going to meet them there. We need to search their truck. Why do you need to search truck? We, we have need no to search you. your truck. How, how much to let us pass? What do you want to let us go? This is why we need to search your truck. This is not how barter is made. This is how extortion is made. Fair point. We need to search your truck. Unless you want to roll persuasion on it. Captain Emmett. Um. With an aid from Stanislav. Yeah, I think that'll give me B and a D. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. There are 12 of them. Plus 11. <laughs> so I've made 12 of them. So <laughs> there are bonuses and negatives to this. For sure, for sure. So you're going to get a plus one from Stanislav automatically. <laughs> but they're going to be A and an A. Hold on. It's actually really cool because it is in the skill section. We haven't really, really dealt with this yet. We touched on it briefly with Winkler, but didn't really go in depth with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so... <laughs> Well, there's five of us, though. (laughs) There are. (laughs) But there's, like... Actually, there's six, because there's another lady in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's not going to be much help in this. There's plus five of us in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Social encounters. I got to find this, because it's kind of funny. Social conflict. All right, so you will get a plus one if you have more people on your side. They do, so they get a plus one. Um, if your opponent has suffered damage or stress. Like ever? No, like if you are currently suffering from damage or stress. Are no. you currently suffering from damage or stress? No. It's a sunny day. <laughs> your opponent is sick. Uh, your opponent is held captive by you. Not gonna say yes to that one. I'm gonna say no. Uh your case well. Okay. You take a negative if your opponent has more people than you. Negative one. Okay. Yeah, so negative one on your side. They get a plus one, you get a negative one. Okay, so I just break even with Stanislav's assistance. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. Come on, Emmett. Come on. <laughs> Be Emmett. Emmett. Come on, Cap. 
one success. Okay. Okay. Opposed, but yes, it's opposed. <laughs> well, does does he decide if he wants to push the? No, he can't push just one, can he? Uh, yeah, he can. He can push because that's the way these opposed rolls work. Mm. So you know. Okay, so let's play this out. So he says the thing about you know that's not how you know uh, a bribe works. That's extortion. He says exactly that. Does search truck. We're at a like end pass. Do you want to push that roll, Emmett? Uh, yeah, Emmett will push it. I get to keep the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. an eight. That's an eight, Emmett. Emmett just uh, he with his hands in the air, he he looks the guy. I mean, just right dead in the eyes and says, "Why don't we handle this like men? Why don't you just?" talk to us about what you need from us. We need to get this woman medical attention and not hee-haw around here playing games. So, if you need something from us, let us give it to you so we can be moving along. So, he says, with the rifle pointed directly at you, I will know what we need from you when we search your truck. All rifles are up. It's on you guys. Stanislav instinctually reaches his hand up and grabs the ring around his neck. What does Murph do? Well, I'm curious here because he was he was in phobia. Now he's I don't think he's paying attention to the conversation. I think he's staring at the ground with his hands, like I said, like halfway up and not giving a fuck what's going on. Like he's not even listening to them. Gordon? He uh, looks over to Stanislav and in Polish he says, All I've heard from you these last few days is the Polish people and their goodness and their innocence now we meet a whole group of them. These are Soviets. You seem not, huh? Say what? These are Soviets. Oh, they're Soviets? Never mind then. That goes back. I was going to try to play on the Polish stuff, <laughs> so they're Soviets. <laughs> These are not the Polish people. <laughs> hmm. I take back everything I just said about I did. The I, was, I, was just, I was going to try to. Yeah, I was going to try to. to Every to harsh word I've ever said about Poles. The homeland. Yeah, I was trying to. That's not going to work here at all. We cut over to Harrison. Harrison keeps looking at Stan, Mr. Stan, and then at the guy, like completely wide eyed. Miss Stan, what, 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 what's going on? Get behind me, Harrison. Emmett. Whatever you must do, do quickly. How many are there? Twelve. Mm. This is the same twelve we tried to avoid. <laughs> yes. Okay. They saw you. Okay. And we then set up an ambush and waited for us. And yeah. then... You came back right through the same place. Yeah. All right. So the guy you've been talking with has the rifle up and he says something in Russian. Like, uh, Stanislav, you speak Russian, right? Nope. 
Nope. Okay. So no one speaks Russian. No, nope, right, I'm so dead. <laughs> Cole's dead. So. <laughs> he. I thought we established dance. Ah, whatever. Anyway, so he says something in Russian. Right. Um. And you see a couple of like three of the group start headed towards the truck to start perusing through it. Gordo doesn't speak Russian. I thought he spoke Russian and Polish. He speaks French and Polish. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. And so they start going up and searching the truck. They start pulling out AKs. Ammo that goes with AKs. What all you guys got in the truck? Let's look at that. <laughs> A 50 cal. Three drag knobs. Shut up. Two Dragonoffs. Didn't we grab? Were there two in the in the the last no, ammo? One, one. Okay, so, one. So two total Dragonoffs. One fifty. I'd say probably seven AKMs at this point. I was tracking fuel. That was it. Beatles' greatest hits. Beatles' greatest hits. <laughs> All right, so this is what they start. Like, they're just kind of going through everything and, like, pulling everything out, right? Like, they're literally pulling everything out of the truck and setting it out. Like, whatever weapons are sitting in there, whatever, right? A hockey club. A hockey stick. A shape charge. A shape charge. <laughs> it's in the back of a bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear them talking to each other, talking to each other, and... uh the one like yells back at the guy that was standing there and, and like the whole time this is going on Emmett this guy's just still just like st- eye contact with you Emmett oh yeah Emmett's, Emmett's laser focus he doesn't he hasn't even looked back at the the truck or anybody else he has not broken eye contact with this guy at all so one of the other Russians the other Soviets that's pulling the stuff out of the truck yells back at him and he like still looking at you Emmett and he says where did you get the Dragonovs they were laying on the ground. Well, then you will not mind us taking them back for our country. And it says something else in Russian. And they basically, anything that's Soviet, they take that. Both Dragonovs, ammo, AKs. They start putting it in a separate pile. And then they grab the NVGs. They don't get the charging cable. It's still in the front of the truck. No. <laughs> <laughs> they start kind of like packing everything up. He yells out a command. They start grabbing food and water. Ooh, water. <laughs> How many rations do you guys have? 17 or 13 rations of food and 17, 13 rations of pig and fish. And 12 rations of, or 17 rations of water, right? Mm-hmm. Which may or may not be murderous and tainted. It might be. They don't know this. I know. So they start taking all the food and water, also. We have wounded woman back. We will need to feed. You don't have much further till Krakow. You will be there in a couple hours. I'm sure she will survive. Will you escort us there? On foot? You take all our things, huh? Yes, we can escort you. 
Then are we... Are we done here? Can we get this woman some medical attention? Sure thing. He says something in Russian. And he gets into the driver's seat of the truck. And they say, Go ahead, start walking. We will be right behind you. Escorting you. And you see a bunch of them piling into the truck. Stanislav's going to start walking. Okay. Emmett? Yeah, Emmett's... Yeah, Emmett's got to start walking. Murphy? Murph just mutters under his breath, like... Fucking typical. Saw those stupid crosses. Fuck. Kicks a rock, and then just slowly starts walking forward. Gordon? Stars walking. Not actually gotten to sleep a shift yet. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Great. And the 240's still in pieces in the front seat. Yep. So they got like five guys crammed into the truck, and the rest of them are walking in front of the truck, and you all are in front of them. Actually, actually, what Murph turns back towards the truck and like puts his hand up and is like, "Can I get my rifle, please?" He looks down and he sees the fifty cal and he kind of smiles and he says, "We will give it to you when we get there. Don't worry." And he just turns and starts walking. Harrison scurries right up to behind Mr. Stan. Mr. Stan, what, what, what exactly is going on here? Why, why is we walking? Do you not have taxes where you are from? I, I mean, my, my daddy, always, he always complained about having to pay taxes to Uncle Sam. But I, I never really had to pay him myself. Hmm. Our Russian uncles have become very greedy, as you see. That's what my daddy said. So th- they really going to take all our stuff and our truck? It is hard to say what these men will do. This sucks. Alright, so we basically make it one hex. Because we got to go super slow walking speed for the rest of this shift. And uh, we're at the end of the uh, morning at this point. How much fuel was that? Just in case we do ever get this truck back. <laughs> uh, seven? We're at seven hexes. No, at six, seven, eight. Eight hexes now. No. The, the last yes, hex. I'm, because I've been tracking it all along. So, like... One more. Cool. I am walking at the pace of a sleep-deprived individual. Whatever that looks like. Roll me a stamina roll. Six. Okay, you pass. You're good. All right, so you're all walking along. The truck's going behind you. And... Let's see, it's two hexes per shift of walking. Yep. One... And uh, the truck's going behind you, and we start heading into evening, like the whole afternoon. You guys are walking, taking breaks for, you know, force marching. 
and uh, you guys talk about anything as you're walking? Stanislav is going to talk to the Russians. Okay. In in Polish. Mm-hmm. So how long have you guys been here? Any of them in particular? Um. Yeah. So yeah. So there's this one younger uh, Russian soldier, and he's like, "It's too long, too long." No, I I understand you. You miss your home, yeah? Duh. Yeah. Duh. I miss my home. But... Moscow is probably still there. You think? In all of this? Yes. They were quite deliberate, from my understanding, to um, avoid specific targets. Or at least that was my understanding. Or what we've been told. So, who knows? So they... They trample everyone else. But they leave themselves, huh? I believe what they wanted to avoid was mutual assured destruction. Hmm. Instead, they'd just destroy the working class, right? Keep walking. You're partisan, right? What is the difference now between them and the Tsar? What is the difference between you, your friends, and the Tsar? We are still alive. <laughs> That's probably about it. He says something in Russian. Which you equate to, like, like, you know, capitalist pig. Sure, sure, sure. No, you misunderstand. I travel with them. I'm not a capitalist. I'm just a farmer. You assume I've taken a side. I just wanted to live my life. And we are helping you get there. And help make it not even worth it. He keeps walking. So we start heading into evening. Or Emmett, you want to talk to anybody? Or what's Emmett doing? Uh, Emmett would actually try and uh, get kind of close to Murph without making it too obvious, but he doesn't want everybody else to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murph, man, I, I gotta know I can count on you. This whole situation's going tits up here, and you're the last real soldier I've got. So, if this whole situation breaks bad... It's going to come down to me and you being able to handle this. Can I count on you? Always. I'm always down for killing people. Especially these motherfuckers. Well, you're just... You're the last actual soldier I've got here, so... You shouldn't even have had to ask. Well, I haven't come up with a plan yet. We're just going to keep going along with this and see if we can't get to Krakow. But if we can get to Krakow without any of a situation happening, I just need to know that I can count on you if something breaks loose here. You can count on me. Murphy, roll me a recon roll. 
Two successes and a one. Can't push it anyway. And there'd be no need to. So, you know. So as Emmett's talking to you, um, you see along the side of the road like a helmet just kind of pop up out of the grass and drop back down. And you can tell that it's a U.S. issue Kevlar. And we cut away. Oh, come on. Holy shit. All right. So I'm going to drop you guys in some role play for a second here. Don't overthink it and don't try to like worry about stats because these are just characters at this point. All right. 100% narrative. 100% narrative. You guys are going to play cosmonauts. Hmm. On the Mir space station. That's kind of dope. All right. Don't get too excited. <laughs> There'd be like a placard. It's 1997. You can see stars. You can see like that soft glow of the Earth. And you can see the Mir space station just floating through space. We come inside and we can see four cosmonauts inside of there. And one of them, whichever one of you is the ranking officer, I don't know who it would be. You guys decide amongst yourselves. Roll a d4. Oh, yeah, let's do that from starting with Kyle. Left to right, left to right. Two. Chris. Chris, you're the ranking officer on this. You're on the comms, right? And the, like, there's basically a call coming up, and they're like, it's going to be starting soon. I don't know if we're... Oh, shit, what am I doing? We're talking Russian. It's going to be starting soon. I don't know if um, we're going to be able to get you back down soon. So how, how are you doing on food, and how are you doing on water, and where, where are you at as far as air goes? We still have our regular requisition, so we've got a couple of months still. How are you feeling? We're all nervous up here. Is it really going to go down? Is that happening? I mean, it, it seems like it. They're not backing down. So. So. I don't know. Whether we have food or air is kind of irrelevant. I know. Well, we're trying to prep another Soyuz, but we're a few months out right now. But we're probably about a month. In about a month, we'll be able to get it up. And, and to you, but at the moment with everything that's going on in, in Kazakhstan, I don't know if we're going to be able to launch right now. So. Well, the scheduled resupply was... I know, I know. We're, we're past that, and we're digging into emergency, but if you've got a ration, if you've got a... Whatever you have to do, we'll, we'll do what we can to get you back. We can last a couple of months if we cut down to half rations. Okay. You know, just reduce activity. Don't move too much. Don't. Whatever you can do to keep keep your air supply. We'll, we'll, we'll float around in this tin can and hope that the world below us doesn't explode. At that, we cut away to... We can see, like, satellite cable programs, right? And they're actually, like, watching, like... American news at this point. Like, they're getting, like, reception from, like, American news stations. And they're, the, the president of the United States is talking about, you know, going to war, going to war, going to war, we're going to war. 
you know, blah, 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 you know, once and for all, eliminate this communist threat, blah, blah, blah. And like you can get similar rhetoric coming from the, the Soviet side at the same point. And there's the announcement that the U.S. troops are deploying over to Europe and you start seeing that and you can see like we see you know newsreel shots of the naval battle and like most of the fleet getting sunk and like little bits and pieces of the buildup of this war and then we see Kyle's character looking out the window you can just see mushroom clouds popping up in places on the planet it's an occasional like it's silent because there's no you know sound in space but you and Jeremy's character over there looking out the window holy god in heaven they did it front row seats to the end of the world I can't believe they did it well this is not good could you tell where they hit? Saul th- looked like three over in the United States. I thought I saw at least two in in Eastern Europe. Yeah. I. It, it was so fast. Brian, you overhear them talking about this. You, you, so you guys heard him drop the bomb? You saw it? Come, 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 look. There's only one thing that makes these kind of explosions and this kind of flash. And it's a high-powered nuclear weapon. I just, I'm I'm shocked you can see it from here. I I haven't seen any, any of the Tsar Bombas. Um, do you think they were going to let that one loose? See some more, just poof. Occasionally see, poof. Cut back out to the planet. We can just see an occasional explosion here and there. Some airburst. And we flash forward and we can tell that it's ahead in time because they're all really thin. And you can tell that they're starting to run low on rations. You're about a month and a half into this at this point. And you haven't heard communication back, Chris, at all. The situation may seem dire, but we have our orders. We have to hope that they, the motherland will send help and get us out of here. Orders? Orders you think we factor in in any way, shape, or form to anybody's plan anymore? We're just, we're just up here waiting to die. Nobody's thinking of us. Nobody's running anything down there. They're all running from fallout and bullets, and we're just up here waiting. Is it going to be the air? Is it going to be the food? What's going to be the thing? There's, what are we waiting for? Who's, who's going back to a job nine to five and be like, ooh, let's find out about the space skies? Get a hold of yourself. We are Russian cosmonauts. We were Russian cosmonauts. We maintain our composure and hope that they will come get us. If they don't, then we will die here with honor. At least we have a pretty view. 
The only thing I can think is that when some alien shows up and digs this open, it's just gonna be four humans that are just freeze-dried, you know? And there's no... It's a clean room, so there's nothing even here to de decompose us. We'll just be mummies without the bandages. Those stars sure are beautiful, though. Can't believe I'm saying this. But we may want to break out the emergency vodka that they gave us. I drank it two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> All of it? I was really thirsty. You selfish bastard. We at least could have celebrated our last time on Earth. At, or <laughs> not on Earth. Our last hours or days. Together. What's to celebrate? We were Russian cosmonauts. We are the best of the best. You keep saying that like it's a point of pride, yet we've been left up here. Left to die. If they haven't come and gotten us, it's because they can't. <laughs> you hold your, yourself in such high esteem. We're right up there with a stray dog from the street. Mm -hmm. So we flash forward and we can see them drifting. And at first, we think that they're corpses now. They must be. They're so emaciated. But we realize that they're not. They're still alive. They're just running out of food, running out of water, trying to make it last every last bit. Uh, Brian, you're looking out the window. And you're just watching. And occasionally, you'll see, like, poof. It's, it's not as often as it was before. Now, it's it's less frequent. You'll see just like a like it'll go a day or two and you'll see a, maybe a couple hours and you see a, back on Earth we see a shot of a rocket with a Soyuz capsule on top of it starting to take off starts heading up into the sky and then we see another rocket come up and intercept it and it explodes. You really are a fucking monster. Try to say that without laughing. <laughs> and we see another missile come up and intercept that rocket and it explodes. It's really hard to not laugh while saying this because <laughs> it's fun. that's funny that's fucking funny it's dark comedy funny is what it is were they able to see that no they're not able to see it okay but we see them and now it's they're emaciated corpses floating inside of this mirror space station we can just see it like lifelessly and listlessly floating through space and we pull back through the window where we can see it from the outside. And it starts re-entering the atmosphere. And we just... 
flames engulf it. We cut to the ground, and we see a man standing in a backyard, we presume, looking up at the sky, and you can just see this, like, (laughs) flame go across the night sky. Title card. 2000. (laughs) 